0: As-salamu wa rahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 13 from Delving Into Islam podcast. This is your host Wael and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the podcast and sending in all your questions and suggestions. Thank you so much um, and I hope that uh, this podcast uh, a- a- adds to your knowledge even by a small capacity. Um, again, thank you so much and if you have any questions, email me at islam at gmail.com Again, islam at gmail.com And I promise I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah And with that being said, let's get right into today's topic um, Today we will talk about a very, very important topic That actually, um, it, it's a struggle for almost all of human beings it's a struggle for everyone not just muslims not just non-muslims it's literally everyone and that topic is basically happiness um happiness is something that you see it everywhere on tv you know in social media um, you know you know among your friends or or your family it's something that everyone is pursuing it's something that everyone is looking for. To a way that, to a lot of people, happiness seemed to be their end goal, which is, to be fair, it's kind of true, even for Muslims. At the end of the day, you know, we're trying to worship Allah, we're trying to, um, you know, um, obey Allah's commands and, and do what we can and, and you know, um... Uh, You know, forbid evil and you know encourage good. All this for what? It's for going into Jannah or paradise at the end of the day. So it's yeah, we want to be happy. But here's the difference between someone who wants to just be happy and someone who want to be happy um, for or because of um, pleasing Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Unfortunately, the trend that we see, or actually it's not a trend, it's always been there, that people want happiness, it's related to worldly happiness. It's related to happiness only in this life. You know, when you see um, in a TV show or, um, you know, uh, on the news or whatever, social media, people are looking for happiness, but not permanent happiness. They're just looking for a temporary happiness. Um, I can't find love, okay? Once you find it, what happens next? It's temporary. You know, you fulfill that temporary happiness. Everybody's looking for, I want a family. I want a good career. I want a house. I want, I want, I want. But none of that would last if you think about it. All of this, eventually, no matter how long you would have this, like, quote-unquote, happiness... You will either die or it will be taken away from you. We talked about this many times before. But the true happiness here is seeking something. The smart way of looking for happiness is seeking something that's permanent. Seeking permanent happiness, you know. And only the smart people will be the ones to seek that type of happiness, And Subhanallah, in seeking such happiness, you will find also that temporary happiness in this life, in this world. Let me explain to you. Let me first lay down some statistics um, and some um, basically analysis about how unfortunately the human being or people in general are miserable and they are depressed And I'm I'm just going to base my analysis based on the American um, Health Institute. So around 15 million Americans experience severe cases of depression every single year. That um, report was published in 2017. I try to look for recent reports, but unfortunately, that was the latest one. Remember, fifteen million Americans. We're talking about Americans. It's you know we're relating to it. Fifteen million every single year. Not period. Not all time. Every single year. And I'm assuming. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but most likely that this number increases. You know, for re- like increased for recent years, like 2018 and 2019. Here's another sad fact. Around 48,000 Americans died by suicide, also in 2017. It's very sad. 48,000 is a huge number for people to commit suicide. So it's obvious that there is a trend of unhappiness, and it's growing. Even though society has imposed... You know things like um, you know as like um, that seem to be a source of happiness, but again, we already said what was what's the problem with those things? It's all temporary. Like for example, <clears throat> and I think we're all of us were related to these, to those things. Number one, one of the things that we might think it brings happiness is buying new items, buying new things, buy new products. Like buying a new house. Oh my God, it's the best day of your life. Buying a new house, moving into a new house, you know, a new house equals a new life. That's what mo- you know. most of us think. Buying a new car. Ooh, how exciting, right? Buying new clothes, you know, even buy a new phone. It gives you happiness. I'm not, never, I cannot deny that. It gives you happiness. Like I, I recently, you know, um bought a new phone and i did feel good about it (laughs) i mean it's there's no way to get around it but here's the problem like i i think i bought my phone like a couple of months ago and now i'm i'm not excited about it that was like i think three months ago i'm not that excited about it anymore okay it's better than the one the old one but okay that that excitement when the day i purchased the phone the day I, I you know i held that phone in my hand it went away that type of excitement just went away. It doesn't exist anymore. Right now I'm just a regular human being. If anything bad god forbid happens to me, I'm going to be upset. It's not like oh my god I got a new phone. I don't care. I'm I'm still happy. No, that's not going to happen. And that's the case in ev- like you know for everything we buy. We're so happy the moment we buy it. Maybe a couple of you know days, few days after, maybe a week, maybe a month after. But after that, it's it's nothing. It doesn't affect you. Anymore because you got used to it, and that's an, again another human nature. You got used to that new item, right? Now, here's the problem about this specific, um, you know, quote unquote, source of happiness it makes you get used to buying things. You always want to buy new things, even if they were little, by the way. You always want to because you want to get that rush, that excitement of a new item or a new product coming into your house, coming into your hands. SubhanAllah, it's unbelievable. You go on Amazon, oh, you could browse for hours. I've seen people doing it. They don't want to buy anything. They're not looking for anything specific. They just want to have this feeling that, oh, I can buy whatever I want. I can buy it right now, you know, with a click of a button. It will be at my house in two days. I mean, you know, if you have Amazon Prime. But it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's a momentarily happiness that goes away once you have that product and, you know, you spend some time with it. Now, what happens after you buy the product and you get, you know, bored of it? Nothing. Again, you resume your life. If you're miserable somehow, if something, you know, makes you feel bored, it will, come back to you again and and that excitement will go away. Same thing for, you know, non-Muslims and unfortunately some Muslims consuming alcohol. They call it happy hour, right? When you go to happy hour during the day. Again, what happens after the hour? What happens? Okay, happy hour. We spend some nice time in the bar drinking and and I'm not even going to mention The downside of drinking, what could you do? What could you say that you could regret for the rest of your life, right? But that's a topic for another time. What happens after you, you know, get drunk and guess what happens? You get, you become hungover, right? You become hungover and then you feel that terrible headache and it becomes worse. (laughs) And then you realize, boom, I'm back into the real world what now what another thing is dating now dating again it's we're having a good time oh my i'm excited about this new guy oh i'm excited about this new girl okay and 10 and then you know after all the those texting going out and doing this and that once one of you know both parties realizes that they're wasting their time or they made a mistake. They break your heart. Again, it's as simple as that. That's what happens. And then a lot of drama happens. You know, my parents don't want you. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't see us. It's not you. It's me. Like all this drama that comes with non-halal dating. Well, there's no halal dating basically. But again... You know, like a parent's consent kind of thing. Like, you know, in Islam, you're you're allowed to, if you want to, for example, get married to someone, you could spend some time with them under the supervision of parents. That's productive because you want a wife. You want a family. You don't want to waste your time by dating. That doesn't make any sense. And for those who say, oh, well, I need to pick my partner. Well, what you're actually doing is you're wasting your time. Because... Let's say that you've met someone and you know that they're the one. Why do you date them for a couple of years? Again, it's a waste of time. Drug abuse. It feels good when people take drugs, consume drugs or you know, use drugs. But it becomes what? It forces you to want to get more. It becomes an addiction. It forces you to steal, to do whatever it takes to get the money to get those drugs. So, those were some of the things that people think they are the source of happiness, but they're not. They're literally a a, a temporary solution that has more downsides, more problems than um, it being an actual solution. So, let's talk real now. Let's, you know, let's be serious here for a moment. What are those? Actual solutions then Okay, I'm a depressed human being I'm a depressed Muslim or non-Muslim Well You have to get closer to your creator Because at the end of the day The only one in this existence Who is capable Of taking you out of depression Taking you out of the state of depression And making you feel good Making you feel happy Even, you know, euphoric Is your own creator the one who made you, the one who knows you More than you know yourself So If once you realize the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala God, your creator Is the only one who could give you happiness getting cl- And then getting cl- Then what's the next logical step? Getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Getting close to him, right? Okay Great, how do we do that then? Well, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala actually told us how. He told you, you want to get you want to feel good, you don't want to be depressed? I'll tell you how. First, do dhikr. What is dhikr? It's remembering Allah all the time. Again, Allah is should be the most important entity in your entire life, more than your family, more than your children, more than anything else. He's your creator. And he is your sustainer at the same time. So it's very befitting that you remember Allah all the time. There's a and, and again, how do you remember Allah? How do you do dhikr? What is dhikr exactly? It's simple: praying five times a day. While you're praying, you're you know saying um, verses from the Quran. You're talking to Allah. There is a meeting between you and Allah during that prayer time. Saying athkar, the morning athkar and the evening athkar, you could look that up on YouTube or Google, whatever. It's basically um, um, a set of like supplications and du'a to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know, to to bless your day. You say athkar sabah or the morning athkar in the morning, and then in the afternoon or in the evening time, right after asr prayer, you say the evening athkar. So Allah could protect you and grant you happiness. It's really that simple. One of the du'as in in, uh, Athqar, Allahumma inni as'aluka khayra هذا اليوم wa khayra ma'badah. The du'a says basically, O Allah, I ask you the best and the purest of that day, the good of that day. I want only to receive the goodness of that day and what comes after. And and please, Allah, O Allah, you know, take away the evilness of today and the days after and so on there's a lot of duas that you can again look it up or uh, on youtube or google it's it's, it's amazing and it, wallahi you will feel the difference also reading and understanding quran you know once you read quran and, and quran tells you what to do exactly subhanallah and and tells you why you are you're here what's your purpose of life inc- subhanallah incredibly it will make you feel better about yourself and about your life it's really that simple now Another point is fearing Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ومن يتق الله يجعل له مخرجا ويرزقه من حيث لا يحتسب ومن يتوكل على الله فهو إن الله بالغ أمره قد جعل الله لكل شيء Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in chapter of Talaq, verse number, second verse and third verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you fear me, meaning what? We talked about fearing Allah, Remember? Fearing Allah meaning doing good deeds and staying away from sins. That's It's as simple as that. Following Allah's commands, doing good deeds, being good to everybody, and staying away from sins. When you do that with the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open doors, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If you fear me, I'm always going to find you or get you a way out of your problems, you'll always find a way out of your problems and and I will give you provision, wealth money, job, career, whatever from from a place where you do not expect because at the end of the day it's Allah right when you make tawakkul when you rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the day Allah will be your sustainer and he will be the one who is taking care of you and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also in, in, in chapter Ar-Ra'd, in, in verse number 28, he says, <speaking> Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when you make dhikr, your hearts will feel good. Your hearts will feel safe. And that's all what we want. That's all we, what we want to feel better, to not be depressed, to feel safe, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. So this is number one, getting close to our own creator. The second thing is believing in the predestination or faith. Now, you have to believe completely that everything that happens to us, anything that happens to us, was never meant to happen in any other way, right? So, for example, you were you you went for an interview for a job, right? And then you never got the job. You have to 100% believe that you were never meant to get this job. Not in any cuz a lot of us when we um um like miss something that we really wanted so much or we don't get something that we wanted, we always say, what if I did this? What if I, you know, what if I went um, into this interview um, five minutes earlier? Or what if I, um, you know, spoke in a different way? Or, you know, et et cetera. The thing is, no matter what you did or no matter what you've done, it was the result was always going to be that you won't get this job you have to understand this very allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once something happens to you once he ordains something happens like whatever happens to us Nothing you could have done that would have changed that result. Once it happened, that's it. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't work hard because a lot of people use this. And, and this goes um, a little bit deeper deeper into the, the destiny uh, subject. But somebody might say, well, I, I'm not going to study. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to be careless and, uh, you know... And whatever happens to me, whatever's supposed to happen to me, it will happen. No, because you have to do your best to get the best result. And so the destiny comes in. You have to do what you have to do. You have to do your best. You have to prepare for, for example, for the interview. You have to study for the interview, and then you know, be well dressed. Do whatever it's whatever it takes for you to get this job. But then the result, so now you did your best, right? Now the result, you leave it up to Allah and whatever happens, whatever happens, it will be something that you cannot change. You have to understand this very well to understand the meaning of happiness because guess what? Once you understand this concept, you will always feel content with the result of any situation. That you, that happens to you. Um, there is uh, w- one of the companions, uh, which he was very uh, a very famous companion called Ubaid Ibn Salmit. Uh, his son, he was on his death deathbed, and his son Al Walid Ibn Ubaid Ibn bin, bin, Ibn Samit, Walid, his son, he went to him and he said, "Oh, my father, I need you to give me an advice." And give me, like, something you never, tell me something you never told me before. Now, his, his father, there, there were people in the room. He was able, he, you know, he was still uh, able to talk. But again, it was like his final days, basically. And then he said to the other, um, you know, people or, or friends that were in the room, please sit me up. Like, I want to sit up, sit up. On the bed So So he said And this was very important Because that was a sign Back in the day Of that the person Who's about the, who, who who asks To sit in a certain way Even when they're like You know Sick on Or they're on their deathbed That's a sign of Whatever comes next Whatever that person will say Is is going to be very um, Important So Obada Says To his son يَا بُنَيْ يَنَّكَ لَنْ تَطَعَمُ وَطَعَمَ الْإِيمَانِ He says basically, oh my son, you'll never taste the sweetness of Iman. And you will never, وَلَنْ تَبْلُغَ حَقَّ حَقِّيقَةِ الْعِلْمِ بِاللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى And you'll never understand or grasp the true knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until you believe in, and here comes, you know, the, the, key, the key thing we're looking for. حَتَّى تُؤْمِنُ بِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرُهُ Until you believe, you'll never, again, taste the sweetness of Iman. You'll never fully realize the, or fully grasp the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until you believe in destiny, fate, with its good and its bad. Okay? Meaning what? That whatever happens to you that you cannot control, by the way. Whatever happens to you that you cannot control is fate. Then, here's the thing. Then the son, Al-Walid, says to his father. He asks him a question about that. He said, Oh, father, How would I know? What is the difference between... The good of fate, or the the good part of the fate, and the evil part of fate. Then, his father says, Well, let me put it to you this way. This is, wallahi, I swear by Allah. This phrase, and I'm going to explain, I'm going to translate it and and, and, and interpret it. Um, This phrase is Wallahi, the secret of happiness in this life at least. Obadiah told his son, You have to understand and believe that whatever missed you, meaning whatever that didn't happen to you. Was never gonna happen to you. Ever. If you lost a job, you were never gonna get this job. If you lost your, uh, uh, if you missed the bus or a train, you were never meant to catch that train. If you, anything that misses you, anything that you wanted or you didn't want, just to let you know, anything you wanted, or anything, anything that missed you, anything that did not happen to you, was never meant to happen to you. Allah has never written it for you to happen. And the opposite now. And anything that hit you, that didn't miss you, anything that happened to you, whether it's good or bad, by the way, was never going to miss you. Clear? Clear? Anything that happens to us, whether it's good or bad, was never gonna not happen to us. It was always gonna happen, going to happen to us. <coughs> and, wallahi, when you understand this, you will realize how um, how beautiful being content with fate is you will feel that whatever happens to you again that's not out of that's out of your control basically you'll feel content you'll be like you know what Allah meant for this to happen he wrote it and it happened to me now let's move on from this it will give you an extreme extreme feeling of content and happiness wallahi and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah verse number 11 He says what? مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَمَن يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ يَهْدِ قَلْبَهِ وَاللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شيء عليم. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Not, not a calamity that happens to any human being Except it was by a permission of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Look at the, look what comes in right after this. Those who believe in Allah, Allah will what guide their hearts. Now Allah says, any calamity that befalls um, mankind is, is is by permission of Allah. But then Allah says, and if you believe in Allah, meaning what? If you believe that this calamity was always meant to happen to you, yahdi qalba Now, guides their heart means, makes it calm. Makes it, you know, content. Believing in that was meant to be. That was your fate. SubhanAllah. So that's the second way or the second source of happiness. Is to be content With your fate, whether it's good or bad Number three Being patient Now, this is difficult for a lot of people When something bad happens, a lot of people usually say Oh, why Allah? Why me? Why did you do that to me? Why God? Why? 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 But the reality is If you believe that whatever happened to you happened for a reason And was always meant to happen to you Being vulgar or being um, aggressive towards Allah or towards the decision that Allah has made won't make any sense. If you believe that it was always meant to be, then getting angry won't make sense. Instead, be patient. Because it might be a temporary test on Allah's testing how will you react? You never know. Or maybe it's a test for a bigger reason. Allah wants to either, you know, uh, take away from your sins or elevate your ranks in Jannah. You'll never know. Uh, well, you'll know if you're, you know, if, you, if you're a true believer or not, you'll know that if this is an elevation or an expiation of sins. Now, subhanAllah, the Prophet wasallam said a very, very profound hadith and wallahi, I try my best to live by this hadith every day because it's so beautiful and it's so, it gives you hope. Wallahi. In life and in the afterlife. Here's this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ says, I'm going to say it in Arabic first and then I'm going to uh, uh, translate it into English. عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ لَهُ خَيْرٌ So the Prophet ﷺ says, it's very strange this, this thing about a believer. Everything that happens to a believer is good okay how's that So the Prophet explains and also uh, uh, let me let me finish that part of the hadith here, here is this uh, emphasizing the, the believer part so the prophet says also and this is not for anyone but the believer not the Muslim I repeat that. You have to be a believer to get through these things and, and understand them and believe in fate and all these things. Now the Prophet ﷺ says, so this is only happens to a believer. How? The Prophet ﷺ explains. <laughs> the Prophet ﷺ explains if something good happens to a believer usually what a believer would do when any when they receive any good news or anything good happens to them they thank allah right away you're supposed to it's a sunnah to do a one sajda shukr for allah to thank allah just to go on your knees and do one sujood and say thank you allah and any, by the way, you don't have to face the qibla, you don't have to, you know, be have wudu It's a such that you do it right away when you receive good news, and you get up. That's a sunnah to do. Anyway. So, the Prophet ﷺ says, if something good happens to a believer, they thank Allah right away. And when you thank Allah, Allah rewards you in the hereafter, right? So, khayran lahu. It's good for them. And dara If something bad happens to a believer, now we're talking about a believer here, right? صَبَر They're patient. They know it will, inshaAllah, be better. It's a test from Allah or it's fate. They're patient for any reason. khayran They will also get rewarded for their patience. So you tell me, where's the bad side of this? There's none. For a believer, life is a win-win. Whether something good happens to them or something bad happens to them, believers live this life as a win-win situation. The secret of happiness in this life is to thank Allah when something good happens and to be patient when something bad happens to you. Because at the end of the day it might not be bad Allah says Don't hate something Because it might be good for you And don't love something so much Because it might be bad for you So You tell me Isn't that a better life Than just going shopping Whenever you feel depressed Or you know, going to a liquor store Or doing uh, drugs or you know looking for any type of temporary exit here's the secret Allah tells you the secret of happiness on earth he lists all of it to us and it's up to us whether to follow it or not we need to know that when something bad happens to us that's either a test or It's an expiation of our sins. And this is a good thing too, by the way, (laughs) that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to take away from your sins. This is an amazing thing. You should be thankful to Allah for that. If you follow those steps that we talked about, inshallah, guess what? You'll be happy, content in this life, and in the afterlife you will be rewarded as well for your belief in Allah and following, following His commands. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah And grant us ha- grant us happiness in this life and in the afterlife insha'Allah Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh